This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. We're internet sensations, guys. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons, 3 to 7 on WSJS. Welcome to a Wednesday Drive. It is WSJS, News Talk Sports for the Dryad. We're due to NFL Thanksgiving football tomorrow and Duke Hoops on Friday. This will be our last live show of the week. It's live action, Tracy. That reminds me. The Tar Heels just beat Northern Iowa and the Bahamas. We'll get to that game in just a few minutes. But first, you know the Spider-Man meme where there's one animated Spider-Man pointing at another animated Spider-Man as if to say, hey, we're the same guy. That's what Panthers-Titans is this week. Even though Tennessee has a couple more wins than the Panthers, Carolina will be meeting their equal in Nashville this week, and the similarities are kind of crazy. Both teams are playing a rookie quarterback in front of atrocious offensive lines. Both Tennessee and Carolina top five in sacks allowed. Carolina with 39, Tennessee with 35. Bad news for the Panthers today. Austin Corbett, who started the year on IR, will finish the year on IR, joining Brady Christensen on the Panthers O-line. Linemen that are out for the season. Each Tennessee and Carolina have lost three games in a row. Two of those three losses for each team by two touchdowns or more. They're pretty much in the same spot. Both teams, they lean on their defenses. The best player on each defense is a run-stopping tackle. For all the shine that Brian Burns gets, Derek Brown has been the most consistently good player on the Carolina Panthers this season, proving his worth of being a top-10 draft pick a few years ago. Jeffrey Simmons is that dude for Tennessee. Each Team, Carolina and Tennessee, this is how good their defenses can be at times, have held opponents to 20 points or fewer in losses this year. I'll say that again. Carolina and Tennessee each have had three games where they've held teams to 20 points or fewer and lost those three games this season. Despite the similarities, though, we all know how this goes. The Carolina Panthers are not beating the Tennessee Titans. Here's what I know about Mike Vrabel. He doesn't lose to Frank Reich. They were they shared a division together in the AFC South. Mike Vrabel has beaten Frank Reich in five consecutive head-to-head meetings when they were in the same division together. Now they meet with Frank Reich. Fair to say, on the hot seat right now. And Vrabes at home is one of the better X's and O's coaches across the NFL. Also, aside from the Chicago game, Carolina has no shot at winning on the road. Who's really betting on them to do so? Not me. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who I'm betting on later on in the show. The Tennessee Titans are going to beat the Carolina Panthers, but they are their equals. They are equals nonetheless, given where they are halfway through the season. On X, at WSJS Radio, if you want in on the show, You can get in on the chat, too, on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel where we're streaming video. In addition to X and on Twitch, Will Dalton, the executive producer of this show. WD, let me start with you. Since you are the Tar Heel fan in studio right now, the sixth man of Tar Heel basketball, BDOT, is going to join us a little bit later on. Carolina 91, Northern Iowa 69. How good do you feel about it? I feel good about it in the sense that they played a really nice second half. I didn't feel good in the first half. It was yeah, some changes in the first half. Seth Trimble Seth, starting over Elliott 
away Paxson. after over Paxson Wojcik, which yeah, means that's Paxson right. Wojcik was benched. He's Correct. not the starter, but it's not Elliot Cadeau that's starting there still with Seth Trimble. They still need to tighten up on defense, though. That was not good in the first half, but second half, they figured some things out, so we'll see. Here's my take. North Carolina continued to play with fire today. And it needs to stop doing that or they're going to get burned soon. And I mean real soon, like tomorrow soon, if they do not stop with the way that they've played in these first halves. It is getting ridiculous. Against Northern Iowa, the Tar Heels trailed by six at halftime. To your point about their defense, they allowed 41 and a half of basketball to UNI. But this follows the same script we saw in Chapel Hill. First three games, they struggled with Radford playing with their food, only led by five at halftime. Struggled with Lehigh, led by single digits in that game at the break. Against UC Riverside, should have been up by 20 at halftime. And final five minutes, missing free throws, making mistakes. Armando Baycott hasn't missed a lot of free throws this year. Missed two in the final stretches of that first half. Only up by 11 against UC Riverside. To their credit... They lay the smackdown in the second half, and today certainly did that 16-1 to run to start the second half, 34-6 to stretch at one point, Carolina handing it to Northern Iowa. But you can't get away with that against high major teams. North Carolina hasn't played one of those yet. They will tomorrow. This trend needs to stop right now. Texas Tech or Villanova, Going to be the opponent tomorrow at 2.30 on Thanksgiving Day. And this will begin a run of seven straight against high major teams, many of whom are very good. Like Tennessee. Just see that battle they had with Purdue last night? Oh, it was great. Uh, incredible game. That Tennessee team, a week from tonight, will be in the Smith Center. UConn, the champs, they... They know how to pack Madison Square Garden. That's where North Carolina is going to play them, the number five team in the country, in just a couple of weeks. You've got that. ACC play is not this weekend, but next weekend. Starts with Florida State in the Smith Center. you got to play Kentucky in SEC nation, in SEC country, in Atlanta. Like These are all consecutive Oklahoma to end that run. Like, there are no more UNIs or Radfords or Lehigh's on the schedule. And what I know is if you miss nine of your first 10 shots the way that you did today, you're not going to be down six at halftime to Villanova tomorrow. You're going to be down 20. Nine times. They just like Maryland was. Like, Maryland was trailing 35 15 before they could even blink last Friday night. And that will happen to the Tar Heels if they don't get it together right now. This feels eerily similar to last year. Thanksgiving tournament, they're playing in Portland. They play the University of Portland, and they're playing with their food in that game. Incredibly tight game. They figure out a way to win, and everybody's telling me, ha it's going to be all right, right? Then they lose to Iowa State. Then they lose to Alabama in that 4 OT game. Then they lose a couple more games in a row after that. Let's hope that's not what happens here. Let's hope that this is the wake-up call, that, man, you can't do this anymore. You can't do this anymore if you plan to be a good team that's ranked 14th in the country, if you plan to live up to that type of expectation. They continued to play with fire today, and it's frustrating to watch because 
you see the talent. Like Harrison Ingram, he looks the part. Cormac Ryan hasn't so far. He, really, the only transfer that's looked the part so far is Harrison Ingram, and you know what you got in Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis. Armando! Both of whom didn't play all that well today, and they still figured out a way to win. I just want to see them put it together and start a game right, and I hope that's tomorrow at 2.30, and we'll let you know who they're playing as Villanova and Texas Tech just tipped off from the Bahamas. Fired up today. Rolls in in front of Asar, 2.5 on the clock. Pettiford heaves. It's in! Bobby Pettiford from past midcourt. Unbelievable. And the Pirates win the game. Wow. That call had three of my favorite things. ECU. The Pirates. The number one play on SportsCenter last night. That's one of the things it had. Number two. Half-court shots are always really cool. And number three, Darren Vaught calling it the voice of ECU basketball who's on a run of 10 games in 10 days or something stupid like that. What do you have? Wake volleyball today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake Forest volleyball on ACC Network Extra. Back to business uh, after the holiday with high school football. ECU is at George Mason, first road game on Saturday. And then we finish this stretch with High Point hosting Mount Olive at home that's, on ESPN Plus Sunday. That's quite a game at uh, in Greenville, America, at Minji's Coliseum last night that you had. It's good to have you in studio with us. You are the voice of ACC Baseball, etc. One of the uh, co-hosts of that podcast. We'll get to some baseball in a bit. Of course, some football on this menu as well. But right now, we got to give the people what they want and what they want is unusual questions. Last week, guys, everybody made it out that I got mad at Josh and I left the press conference. That's not right. I thought it was an unusual question, and it's okay. It's time for Unusual Questions with Josh Gray. We're going to keep this tight. We're going to keep this tidy. Rather than having to call in and ask us an unusual question, the first person just to call WD right now at 336-777-1600 Gets tickets to Wake Forest, Charleston Southern Friday. Black Friday hoops at Joel Coliseum. Thanks for listening, and whoever wins, congratulations. Would you like to start us off, Darren, in terms of an unusual question? I, I think I will. I was taken by surprise a bit earlier this afternoon. Did you guys see the Hall & Oates news? Yeah. Daryl Hall is suing his longtime bandmate, John Oates, and... Got a restraining order against him? Do we know why? So all I could find in the reports was that the lawsuit deals with, quote, contract slash debt, end quote. So I can only imagine John just owes Daryl a bunch of money. Yeah, he's a man-eater. Is he? Or is or is Daryl saying, I better have my money by the time, by, by quote, when the morning comes? I'm sorry, I botched that. I, that, I tried. There's a lot tried. going on behind the scenes. You probably might get a private eye or something. Private <laughs> eyes to, to keep a look private at Private eyes are for sure involved in this. Probably. <laughs> you never know what you'll find. Uh, okay, so question stemming from that. Do you have like a like a duo that broke up that, that most affected you, most broke your heart? Oasis. Oasis. Yeah. I, 
I am a That's huge keeping fan. it on the music side too. I mean, this could be anything, right? Oh. This could be this could be like if the Avett brothers broke up, that would really shatter me. Yeah, it would <laughs> shatter me because they're now. Oh, by the way, the fourth thing that I enjoyed about that bump that you had, Coldplay, involved it's in true. it too. It's a Coldplay song. It's true. Like, I think Avett brothers have overtaken Coldplay in my power rankings. I thought about this in the shower earlier this week. I'm like, I think for this the first was time like in my a, life, Avett Brothers have overtaken Coldplay. This was like a beat-down, drag-out discussion you and I had when we saw Avett Brothers. What was that, like a year ago? year and a year half, and a half ago? ago. Mm-hmm. March of 22, yeah. That Just to pull back the curtain and let people know what we talk about is actually usually pretty much the same stuff we talk about on the air. People do say <laughs> that sometimes. Hey, what's what are you guys... What do you guys like off the air versus on the air? I'm like, eh, there might be a few more curse words, <laughs> but it's pretty much Definitely. the same. For me, there for sure are uh, still like a ton of unusual questions, if I'm being honest. Just like, you know, hey, yeah. what, do, what do you guys think pizza boxes are thinking about? Like, you can, know, can yeah. I can I fire off an unusual question? Go ahead. Go, unless Will's got a duo that broke up that oh, broke his heart. please. Cam Newton and Greg Olson. That's fair. That, that one kind of hurt. I thought you'd say Cam and Luke. Because didn't Luke finish? No, they finished at the same time. Anyway, yeah. I, I'll i say um, this is related to tonight because I'm a Costco man. I have in my office cubicle a pack. I have some pack in a sandwich bag, some potato chips. Oh, today's I'm going to go get a hot dog. going to gas up. Costco However, however I got to go too. So Haynes Mall Boulevard is where that Costco's at. If you go like a block and a half away from the Haynes Mall Boulevard up Stratford, though, there's a Sheets gas station there. And Sheets, kind of like they did for the 4th of July, where everything was seven or a dollar and 76 cents for gas, this week, Thanksgiving week, it is $1.99 a gallon gas at Sheets gas stations. Thanksgiving week. I told you about this. Okay. What? No, Jay Austin. Did. Jay Austin told me to tell you about it. Got it. Yeah. So. My question is, what's the furthest you're willing to go out of your way for a deal on gas? Whether it's something extreme like this with sheets or something (laughs) that you're just like using like a gas counter app or some sort. Oh, it's a little bit cheaper there than here. I'm I'm the worst person to possibly ask about this. I don't care. I don't look. Give it's me, all, give me knuckles, man. You and me. It's all it's all close enough, right? If, like if I wasn't the, getting a hot dog at Costco, I probably wouldn't <laughs> care at all either. I some people like my I mean, wife. You know, my wife does care a you, lot. You know, so like growing up in a small town, it's very much like you know you okay. talk about the weather, you talk about the gas prices. So my parents will ask me like. When I drive home to see them on holidays, they'll be like, oh, did you get gas on the way? How much was it here? Like, I tell them I stopped halfway in Mount Airy, and they're like, well, how much was gas there? Man, it's crazy here. I don't care. I don't look. I, I Like, I need it. What am I going to do? What What am I gonna, It's all within 10 cents of each other, no matter where you go, with this special exception of sheets having the deal. But I just 10 games in 10 days, Darren, you probably should care. I'm filling up a lot. Yes, that is that is true. Putting a lot of miles on the car. But I don't care. I just pull up to the pump, fill it up, and I go on my happy way. WD strikes me as someone who might care a little. I I have started to care more recently, you know, living on my own, paying bills and whatnot. And it's a long trip from Greenville. Flipping to Goodwill clothes so that the needy may not have it and he may flip it, not, flip it for a dime or two. Don't make me feel bad. <laughs> it's tennis rackets, not clothes. Let's, oh, that's let's right. Be clear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a racket. 
I tell you, when it gets too far, it's more so like if it, if the amount it would take me to drive to wherever this is to get the cheaper gas is just going to be like gas burned anyway, like it's not worth it, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Because I'm a Costco It requires guy. some math too. What's your unusual question, WD? Yeah. Too much math. Um... So you had to know with Thanksgiving being tomorrow, this is going to be food. I haven't, I haven't done food-related yeah, stuff in a while. You've stayed away from food. Yeah, WD should, for people behind the scenes, <laughs> me and Darren were like, oh, yeah, so what me some Thanksgiving food question are you going to ask? <laughs> so I'm not going to go the cliche, like, what's your favorite side? I'm actually going to go the opposite way. What is, like, a staple food that is usually at your get-together that you stay away from every year. Like for me, stay away from. Yes. Oh, for yeah, it's different, right? Interesting. For me, it's deviled eggs. Same. I can't do it. They stink. I would eat so many deviled eggs. They stink. I've I've I never would, once you know looked at the like. deviled eggs and got them. No. Nope. Can't do it. I'm out. They stink. They Something do stink. Something I stay away from. <laughs> so, all right. Poor Lisa Fay, my dear mother. There's always two meats, right? There's a turkey. There's ham. Poor mother, one year. Uh, she got a honey-baked ham that just needed to be... It was not pre-cooked, but it was... I don't know what, what you call it if it's like somewhere in between raw and pre-cooked. There are instructions on the, the label, right? You still need to cook it, but just it doesn't require as much of an effort to cook it. Poor Lisa Fay thought all she had to do was nuke the thing. <laughs> Did not cook it thoroughly. <laughs> not all the way through. So they slice it up. I I take some home with me. This has been several years. I take some home with me and make a sandwich the next day. Oh, no. Mm. And I get, like, violently ill from that from the ham. Oh, Lisa Faye. Have not touched <laughs> have not touched the ham since. It's a running joke in our family. I, I often will give her grief about whether or not it's fully cooked when I walk in. Have not touched the ham since. And that's been Unusual Questions. Love today. you, Mom. And 44 on the season. Send me that cash out, fam. Six and two last week, three and zero oh in the NFL. This is the part that makes me sad, though. It's the final week of the regular season, which means this is the final time I can say something like, "We have 65 college football games on tap this week, so we're taking full advantage of it. We got a big card in front of us here, and I had to cut down." A lot of other picks that I liked a little bit to get to these nine that are in front of me here. So let's get to them. It's time for Graham's Gambling. If you're not gambling. Come on now, let's talk some money. You're not trying. You are so money. You don't even know it. But you do. Let's play some bets. I'm going to make you rich. This is Graham's Gambling. Let's start with college. Friday afternoon at noon. Boston College is hosting Miami, so you know what to do, right? You know what to do. You know who to take. Boston College. That's right. Eagles, plus eight and a half. It's senior day for BC. Miami, 
They emptied the bucket against Louisville last week, came up short. They have absolutely nothing to play for here. Give me the Eagles, who are bowling this year, maybe to win outright on senior day, but at least to cover eight and a half points. Give me that cash out, fam. Also on Friday, Arkansas is getting a top 10 team in their house in Fayetteville on Friday. It's number nine, Mizzou. Eli Drinkwitz's team looking really stellar this year. We like the Hogs, though. Why? Sam Pittman learned that he's going to remain the head coach in Arkansas for next year. The locker room loves that guy. They love playing for him, and he would love to go into the offseason with some momentum. It's senior day for Arkansas as well. This has been a bit of a fun rivalry in recent years. K.J. Jefferson might be playing his last game in a Hogs uniform. So we like the home team getting eight and a half points again. How about that? BC plus eight and a half at home on Friday. Arkansas plus eight and a half at home Friday. Pig suey. We're going hogs. Send me that cash out, fam. This might be my favorite college pick. Flipping to Saturday's games. App State laying eight and a half at or against Georgia Southern. This game's at the Rock. App has legit championship hopes in the Sun Belt. They need to win, and they need JMU to win against Coastal Carolina, which I think is going to happen. JMU last night learned that their postseason bid officially denied, and they're not going to try and find a solution in court legally. So that's what's at stake for App. You can play in the Sun Belt Championship next week, likely with a win, knowing that's it, that's what's at stake. And the fact that they're at home. And Georgia Southern is a bad road team this year. I think they've maybe won one road game all year long, blown out in many others. They're also honoring Armani Edwards. They're retiring as number 14. App State by a million on Saturday afternoon. Send me that cash out, fam. Let's go to the Commonwealth Cup, where my first reaction was to think, Virginia Tech has bowl eligibility on the line. Let's take the Hokies minus a few points against Virginia. But then I remembered, don't bet against the Virginia Cavaliers. My wife has put a hex on me. Anytime I bet against her who's, bad things happen. So instead, what we're going to do, I think a lot of points are going to be scored in Charlottesville. Anthony Calandria might be the most entertaining quarterback in college football this year. Every time he throws it, is it going to be a touchdown? Is it going to be a pick? No one knows, maybe himself included, but he's been playing pretty well of late, and Virginia's been scoring a lot of points. 30-plus against the Blue Devils, who have a great defense last week. They scored 30-plus against the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. They're playing better ball, and Tony Elliott's an offensive-minded coach. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech, when they play bad defenses, and Virginia's defense isn't great, they score a ton of points. Even last week in a loss to NC State, they dropped 28. Against my Boston College Eagles, they dropped nearly 50. So, total 51 and a half here. We're going to go high on that. Commonwealth Cup over 51. Send me that cash out, fam. From the Commonwealth Cup to the Apple Cup. Washington State getting 16 and a half from U of Dub. This is the last Apple Cup before Washington leaves to the Big Ten Conference. I think Washington State's going to make this an interesting game. Cam Ward, one of the most fun players in all of college football. Not the one that you're probably thinking of first when you hear Cam Ward. I've got my Canes gear on right now. Cam Ward 
Who knows? Might even transfer somewhere else after this season. Apparently, he has his degree from Washington State. His mom's posted on social media. So this could be the last time we see him in a Cougs uniform. It's the Apple Cup. It's a rivalry game, and 16 and a half is just way too many points. Go back and look what Washington State did to Colorado last week if you need evidence of how well this Washington State team can play. You know they're motivated to get Wazoo or to get U of Dub, even though the game is in Seattle. I think this is going to be a really fun game to follow Saturday night. Send me that cash out, fam. Last college game, Clemson, South Carolina. Remember when North Carolina got nine sacks against this South Carolina offensive line? Remember they had nine sacks? Remember when South Carolina beat Clemson in Death Valley last year? Well, Clemson's figured some things out. And now they're going to Williams-Brice Stadium at night. The number seven, I don't care. Lay them and laugh. The Tigers are going to ravage the quarterback of South Carolina, which I can assume right now is still, what's his face? Number seven that I was told was going to be good all these years when he was at Oklahoma and then transferring to South Carolina. Don't know why I'm having a brain fart on that. Oh, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, Spencer Rattler. RIP to him on Saturday. Clemson wins this game big against the Cox. Send me that cash out, fam. Two in the NFL. How about we have a Thursday night play? See, we have games that you can follow on Friday, on Saturday. We'll have one on Sunday in a second. How about on Thursday night, tomorrow night? We love home divisional underdogs. And the Seattle Seahawks are getting seven from the San Francisco 49ers. I love the fact that it's a road team on a short week, too, with San Francisco. Seattle, they were a bit banged up against the Rams. We don't know if Kenneth Walker, the former Deke, if he's going to play tomorrow night. Geno Smith is going to, it seems like. He had a bruise on his elbow. Came back into the game, though, against the Rams and even put Myers in field, uh, field goal range in order to try and win that game. He just missed it, unfortunately. Seattle needs to win this game after losing to the Rams in the division on Sunday. They're getting seven at home on a short week. We like the home divisional dog in this spot. Send me that cash out, fam. And this is my favorite pick of the week. Chargers plus three and a half against the Baltimore Ravens in L.A. An absolute must win in prime time for Brandon Staley. If he plans to keep his job, the Chargers need to win this game. Justin Herbert and company, they always score at home. And I don't know if the Ravens are going to be able to keep up with Mark Andrews out of the lineup. We like the Chargers. Go, Chargers, go. Plus three and a half against Baltimore. Send me that cash out, fam. So, real quickly, in review, after going 6-2 last week, 5 over 500 for the season, we got Boston College at home, plus eight and a half against Miami. We have Arkansas getting the same number at home against Mizzou. Those are the Friday games. Saturday, App State laying... A little bit more than a touchdown against Georgia Southern. Oh, I forgot a pick. Got to give out a pick. This is probably the one I feel the least confident in, but we'll give it out anyway. Iron Bowl. Too many points. Auburn plus 14 and a half against Alabama. The Tide, they've been on a roll. Auburn lost in a blowout at home to New Mexico State last week. So, of course, you got to take Auburn in this spot, right? That's how that works. Maybe they're looking ahead to Georgia next week. And this is in Jordan-Hare. 14 and a half is too many points there. And also, don't forget, Hugh Freeze's first shot against Nick Saban 
returning to the SEC. He once won back-to-back games against Nick when he was at Ole Miss back in the day. So we like Auburn plus 14 and a half against Alabama. Getting to the rest of the picks, Commonwealth Cup. We're going Virginia, Virginia Tech over 51. Washington State plus 16 and a half at Washington. And the Apple Cup, Clemson laying a touchdown against South Carolina. And in the NFL tomorrow, Seahawks, home divisional dog, plus a touchdown. And we like the Chargers. What's a field goal and change against the Ravens in a game that you can listen to on WSJS Sunday night? Send me that cash out, fam. Both those games you can listen to on WSJS. That's nine. That is nine. Nine times. So many picks that I forgot one. This is why I wanted to have B Dot on today, other than I love that dude. And we need to do grammar school before we call it a Thanksgiving break tomorrow and Friday. The Tar Heels played earlier today. And given how much talent's on this team, as you would expect with North Carolina, it's frustrating to watch how the script has been the same through the first four games, where they play with their food, it feels like, and you're only leading by five at half against Radford and nine against Lehigh and There were some stretches in the first half against UC Riverside, and you're trailing by six to Northern Iowa. And then you see how good they can be in the early stretch of the second half. They they end up winning in a walk. But starting tomorrow against Villanova, it is a stretch of seven consecutive games at least that you're going to play against high major teams. And when Maryland got off to a slow start against Villanova on Friday night, they were trailing by 20. When Car- if Carolina misses nine of its first 10 shots tomorrow at 2.30 against the Wildcats, they're not going to be able to rally back the way that they did today. So my reaction, and I'm being called a Carolina hater for this, per usual, is I wish this team would stop playing with fire the way that they're starting these games and would start better and play a little bit more of a complete game. Make me feel better about this team versus where... Things started to go wrong the last two seasons under Hubert was during the Thanksgiving tournaments, Purdue and Tennessee and Connecticut two years ago. And last year, after barely getting past Portland, that's when the four game losing streak began. Tell me why this team's different. I wish you would shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> that's what I wish. I wish you would shut up. I wish your Twitter would get hacked and somebody would just take <laughs> over those responsibilities. I'm so sick of you, Josh Graham. We, as a Carolina fan base are sick of you stop talking about us what just stop talking about just stop it what i do state. talk about do talk about science don't talk about us anymore we but, don't want to hear from you but what did i do i'm just trying to, i want this are you not frustrated watching as a fan no no i'm yes a little bit sometimes okay. but i'm also understanding that these guys have to figure it out, Josh. That's Damn. what I'm saying. We agree. They need to figure it out now. No, we got time to figure it out. You got to understand that context matters, okay? Like starting off early against a, a Radford team. That was some of those guys' first time playing in the Smith Center in front of those lights. Like they have to get their bearings. Like uh, you want Elliot Cadeau to start right now. He has to get his bearings he still finished with 15 points by the way you're right that second half that second half was the best we've seen from Elliot Cadeau this year 
and Seth Tremble got the start over first half Paxson of this Wojcik. game. First game, first half of this game in the Bahamas. These guys are in the Bahamas, man. They just got off a flight. They're enjoying themselves. They go, oh, we got to go play some basketball too. Yes, it took them a little second to warm up. Yes, it was frustrating. You got to understand. Just like any other year as a Carolina fan, we understand it. When teams are playing us, it is their national championship. Now, games we play like tomorrow against Villanova, that's, what I'm that's a team that is used to playing high-quality opponents. So that's going to be a big matchup. Luckily for us, we had a warm-up. We got a chance to dance with the devil, but we came out on top. We showed how dominant we can be. Coach HD is still learning how to work with these different lineups and who goes where, who plays better. It was so refreshing to see uh, Armando only have 10 points, RJ only have 13 points, and we still win by 30 freaking points. A year ago, you talk about the Thanksgiving tournaments. I'll tell you why this team is different, because a year ago, Josh Graham, if Mondo would have had 10 points to finish a game and RJ would have had 13, we lose by 20 or 30 points. To win by 20 or 30 shows you that we got weapons in the cupboard. All we got to do is figure out how to put them together, how to play them effectively, and we're going to be fine. What we need you to do is shut up. They lose. They do lose that game a year ago if he has that type of game, except if they're playing Northern Iowa. That's yeah. my point. It's like this. Th we're going to learn a lot the rest of this week, I think. Even and with the Northern Iowa, even if we do scrape past that and get a dub, it's not by 30 as convincing as it was today. I mean, you, again, you got Cormac giving you 15. You got Cadeau giving you 15 off the bench. Jalen Withers gives you. Well, context is important with Cormac, too. I mean, he missed his first three threes tonight. He was three of 17 to start the year from three until the second half of this game. So I. It, it's, again, frustrating because you know the talent level that's there, and it's not just a one-off. If it was just the Radford game, I'd be like, yeah, that's the first time under the lights. Gosh, but when we it's were the down, same script we, four times, then you could be concerned about it. We No, you want to be concerned about it. You want to make it a thing, and it's not a thing. We were down six points at halftime, and we had missed 14 shots. We had missed 14 shots, and we were only down six points. I was perfectly fine with that. I'm just – got. Cormac, shots are going to fall. This guy's a shooter. Like, like Harrison Ingram is a mismatch. He gave us 16 and 10 today. He's a mismatch. He's a bully in there. Like, we are going to be fine, Josh Graham. I agree. I, I do. I, I think they're going to be fine, too. I, this is because I have a high expectation. That's what it is. I have a really high expectation. We won by 30 today. We almost put up 100 points. You want to go back to the first half, them starting off slow. Yes. It ain't how you start. It's how you finish. If you ain't first, you're last, Ricky Bobby. Let's get to... Grammar school. I'm excited to ask you a question. Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. And just when you think it can't get any worse, Josh is going to attempt to learn B dot's vernacular. I'm gonna put one in the air. It's time for B dot's grammar school. Nobody better than B dot. Free game, during game, post game. Brought to you by Heritage Hardwood Floors. When it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling. At Heritage Hardwood Floors. When it comes to flooring, they have absolutely no ceiling. Man, Maui's been awesome. Purdue last night going head to head with Tennessee. Kansas just played Tennessee a second ago. And right and now it's number that two. Game, but we play Tennessee on Wednesday in a, in a whiteout game. A all week, white. First whiteout in the Smith Center in 10 years, and it's a week from the night. Uh, you have two versus four right now. Purdue going up against Marquette. Marquette handed it to Kansas. Dot, my caucastic question is this. 
Where is Marquette University located? Did a screen freeze or is he having a dramatic pause? He's got a dramatic pause. Okay. Did a freeze. Do you know where Marquette's located? No. Wait, let me think. I'm going to put out a guess. Um. All right. No, I don't know where Marquette is. That's a very good question. God, that's a great question. <laughs> like asking somebody that's not from here, where's Wake Forest? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. They had some really good brothers that played there. I mean, Jimmy Butler and D-Wade. Yeah, D-Wade. So I'm thinking like D-Wade, because I think that maybe D-Wade would have stayed close to home. <laughs> I'm going to, Illinois. Wisconsin. Damn it. <laughs> so close. Now dot. you know, but now you know. You know where uh, Marquette is now. It's in the state of Wisconsin. A lot of Packer Jeez. fans rooting for. I never would have guessed that, ever. Well, there you go. See, you learned something today. It was a great call cast question. What do you have for me? Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, if somebody can call in and help me, I have a pair of tickets for Wake Forest in Charleston this hey! Friday, Black Friday, if you want to watch the Demon Deacons on Friday and help me out in grammar school. 336 777 and don't forget, all Wake Forest Damon Deacons basketball tickets come with a pillow. Is that right? All right. Oh. Yes, because you're going to be asleep watching. Oh. <laughs> Some NyQuil. It's <laughs> pretty good. Josh, what is the percolator? The percolator? Yes, the percolator. What is the percolator? This can go many ways. See, like, when I think perks, I think, like, positives like a house or a job or something i also think about percocet which probably is more the direction that this is going in percolator or percolator um percolator p-e-r-c-o-l-a-t-a-r percolator oh three three six seven 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 one six hundred yeah, he asked that as if the spelling would uh <laughs> would give him a lead, and then he throws that numbers out because <laughs> he needs assistance. I don't. Oh, wait a minute. Can I share? Can I share what WD just sent in the chat in our private chat? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> Josh's dad just texted him. Bryce is too small. Your doggone right he is. Also, I need to get it out in front of me because I think he's trying to send me like grammar school hints too like my watch is going off i don't want to look dad don't give me he's clearly just listening and googling things like he doesn't know what a percolator is wd do you know what a percolator is i think so all right what is it it's like a coffee pot oh i'll like, go with that it's like a, a, it makes sense coffee pot a percolator put on the stove is that your final answer that is that is 100% wrong as hell. What the hell is a coffee pot? <laughs> also, my dad just messaged me a coffee pot. <laughs> what? No, nah, not in our community, baby. The percolator is a dance. The percolator <laughs> is a dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I need you to pull this up, WD, yeah. and show um, Josh during the commercial yeah. break. What the a percolator is? It's a song and everything. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. Does Sexy Red do it's that one too? Percolator. Oh, it's amazing. Ski. All right. <laughs> Number two. What does it mean if someone says something slight? Something slight. Something slight. Correct. 336 <laughs> Please. Help. Help. <laughs> 
Christ. Did we all say that in unison? I think so. Did you just play that drop too? Yeah. <laughs> Something slight. Something slight. Oh, man, because slight could be someone skinny. It could be a slight, like, catching a stray from someone. Like, I mean, can you give me some level of context of when okay. something slight might be said? Yes. Um. All right. So if somebody is giving someone a compliment, their response to that compliment would be something slight. Hmm. Something slight in response to a compliment. Mm-hmm. Oh, 336-777-1600. <laughs> Who should I go to here? Keenan. Keenan, what's it mean when someone says something slight? That's, hey, hey uh, Keenan, what do you got? Yeah, so basically it's all right. Like, you know, something slight, it's got variable meanings here, but I've only ever heard, you know, you going to the mall this weekend? Yeah, something's like, yeah, it, it's 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 one of those. It can be used in many forms, but it's all right. So it's like to blow something off? No, it's not what I said. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry, Keenan. You just you got it. Something's like. Let's see. Let's take it easy. Oh, Charlotte stuff. It's it's. I just like that answer. I'm gonna let him. I'm yeah. gonna let Keenan go. What's hilarious is he knows when he uses it, but he can't. He can't <laughs> verbally tell you what the definition is. Like that's what's so funny about that one for Keenan. Like I know that he knows. And I don't know how to verbalize it if he can't verbalize it. But I can. I can verbalize it. As soon as I say it, if I was talking to Kenny, he'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what it means. You could still give him tickets yeah. for the effort. Okay, what? what is it? I don't know. No, you have to give us a guess. No, I... right okay, something slight. I- I'm going to go if, like, you're blowing off somebody or you're blowing off something. Like, somebody <laughs> says something and you're like, oh, something slight. All right, so... They screaming pause in the back with your with your what your answer is. They said, "Whoa!" Pause. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that is incorrect. 100% incorrect. Some slight, some slight means no big deal. It's no big deal. Like oh. if, if I say, if I say, "Oh, I see you with your Carolina Hurricanes um, pullover on today, Josh." You say, "Oh, this is some slight." You know, some. So it's like what Keenan was trying to say, but yes, not doing a very good job of it. That's what was funny. Yeah. He was trying to say it's no big deal. So hard. Where was Keenan calling from again? Uh, that would be the great uh, town of Curtisville. Ah. Okay, what's the last Curtisville. one? Curtisville. Uh-huh. What does it mean if she is throwing it back, Josh Graham? Hey, now. Pause. Wait, no. Pause. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't say Whoa. answer to your second question and then pause this. <laughs> um, if she- I'm going to assume... Dancing. Dancing. She's dancing. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Like, she's uh-huh. dancing and using her rump. There we go. Correct. That is correct. I'll give you that. Give them give that. Not a satisfactory grade today, but at least you didn't go over for 3, Josh. All right. Dot, you've been right to point out when I'm wrong about Brandon Miller, it seems. Um, LaMelo Ball getting off to a better start than I thought. Bryce. Still too soon to say on that, but you might be right. You might be right. right. 
right. You were. I'm gonna call you out. This is like a Thanksgiving argument, whatever. Okay. You were wrong about Dion. The, about about Coach Prime. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you Heis, believe Heisman Trophy stuff? And they might be one of the best teams in the country. Four and seven. Dot. Four hey, and I seven. I want to say this though. I do want to say this. I want to be honest. Yes, I, w- I may have been a little premature with my uh, celebration. Because you prime, said you're a hater for not saying they're going to be great right away. I'm like, dot. Let's just wait till they play somebody. Do you believe they were great right away? But here's the thing. Now, um, like Coach Prime said at the beginning of the season, this will be the worst they will ever be, in my opinion. I agree with that. I think it's this eventually going to work. Will. I do, was, but he I. Had to, he had, to, he had to figure out how to play. He had to get, figure out the speed of the game and all of that, recruiting-wise and all of that. But. I saw right through it. And uh, when when you're right, you're right. And we'll give you your yeah. flowers. When you're wrong, you're wrong. We'll let you know. Uh, but we'll close on a high. We had Robert Walsh on last hour. And Kyle, hey. the, Kyle, the Amazon driver, called in and said, Robert inspired him to try and do more stuff. And then he took a class of yours when it came to hosting. And now – He's going to be a PA announcer for a local high school team. So how cool this show is to help motivate people and get people to things. That's a pretty cool way to close out the week, I think, before the holiday. No, I'll attest to that, Josh Graham. Um, And honestly, it's crazy you say that because I wanted to give Kyle, the Amazon driver, a shout out for that very reason. Um, And this platform has really, really, um, due to your freedom of just allowing people to be themselves, it's really giving folks a confidence. I got a chance to see Robbie when I was in Tennessee a couple weeks ago, and he's doing well out there. Yes, Kyle takes my PA um, um, arena hosting course, and um, he's a very dope protege. And for him to get that job at Western Alamance is right on time for him. I think that's dope. But all of that, like, we're all um, of your cloth. You oh. dig what I'm saying? Like, we're all um, a part of the drive family. You dig what I'm saying? Like, so seriously, man, like, I appreciate you for allowing me to um, have this space on your platform for as long as we've been running it. And I'm sure that Robbie and Kyle also appreciate it, one and the same, and bringing in WD and just everybody who you touch, Josh, like, for real, for pause. But we appreciate it, for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> pause. Uh, Dot, I love you, man. Happy Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you next week. Same, but love you, man. W-D!